Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. So it is marathon weekend in New York City and for runners, that is basically like what a homecoming is to HBCUs. So it's a huge deal. I'm super geeked up and I am in New York City for the marathon. So just a smidge about my running background. I was a sprinter my whole life or my young life which means that I ran short distances, like 100 meters, 200 meters, etc. And um, when I was younger, I, like most young sprinters, I really looked up to the USA um, national team. I still do. I think that we have such a revered program, um, deservedly. We've always had a stellar, stellar short distance program um, chock full of people that look like me. And when I say chock full, I don't mean the program in its entirety. I mean the successful portion of the program, the program that the people in the program that gave the program its notoriety, they looked like me. And so growing up, being a short distance runner, having elite short distance runners that looked like me, that were born and raised in the country I was born and raised in, it it meant a lot to me. It it was a big deal. And honestly, it's still a big deal. I still look forward to the Olympics um, for as much disdain as I have for a lot of shit that happens in my country. When the Olympics come around, I don't think you could find a prouder American. Um, I'm always super, super patriotic when a USA TF is on <laughs> the screen unapologetically. You know, like I, I stand for them. And once upon a time, I thought that I was going to be one of them. Um, but that never translated for us in long distance running, um, specifically the marathon distance. I never wanted to run a marathon. I, <laughs> I am not a fan of long distance running. Um, or at least I wasn't a fan of long distance running, which is very typical of sprinters. Um, I have asthma, I have bronchitis, and, you know, I've been carried off the track off of 200 meters. So the thought of running a long distance really was not something ever on my radar. And mm, sometime around, what, I think 2011 when I moved to Kansas City, um, I had a really bad living situation, um, in-house and out-of-house. I hated living in Kansas City, Missouri. I did not have a good experience there, and I turned back to running. I lived at the end of a trail. I bought some new sneakers, bought a tracker, ordered um, Insanity, Shanti, I love you, and I started doing Insanity every day. I started running again, and... The first day back out, I ran a sub 33, um, a sub 35K. And again, I had never been a distance runner. So in, in all honesty, I didn't really gather what that meant running wise. Um, and I just kind of threw it out into the, the interwebs. I think I was on Twitter probably. And I was just saying, you know, I'm just trying to deal with the stress the most positive way that I can. And I went out for a run. This is the longest run I've done. Um, and the first run I had done in, oh, 
I don't think I had ran. Well, it wasn't my longest run. I had run a 5K before. I think that was the third time maybe I'd done a 5K. Yeah, that was my third 5K, but it was the first one I'd done in about two years. Two years prior, I had done my first sprint triathlon. Um, and that's probably the last time I had run a 5K. So it'd been a while. My legs were super cold, but I was running on fumes. I was pissed off mm -hmm. and running on fumes and just using running as therapy. And anyway, I put the time out on, um, on Twitter and I was like, oh, it's probably not a great time, but you know, I feel good. I feel like this is going to be a really great way for me to kind of exercise the demons. <laughs> and, um, I remember my good friend Vexy, who I will tell you a little more about later, she commented on it and she was like, nah, that's a, that's a pretty solid <laughs> 5k for someone who hasn't run in a very long time. Like, nah, that's solid for people that run regularly, um, which I've come to know now, especially since being re-injured so many times and not having seen that time in a little while. Um, I can appreciate what it was. That being said, the marathon still was not something I aspired to do. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Not after Diddy, not after Oprah. I'm good. Y'all can run that 26.2. Sis, I'm cooling. <laughs> I'm going to be over here on the side with the confetti cheering y'all on. I'm good money. Um, and I just, it wasn't the thing I wanted to do. It wasn't. And then I moved back home to New York City and... Um, Two people who were my friends at the time, um, they were running a marathon and I went out just to cheer and support them and overwhelmed is an understatement. <laughs> like, un I mean, I was like really, really overcome with how much energy was out there, how much emotion was out there and just how much perseverance people had. You know, it's one thing when you see these elite runners running these amazing, unbelievable sub three hour times. It's another thing when you see a regular person who has a nine to five or an 11 to three has other responsibilities at home, still find, you know, the time to carve out and to make themselves good enough to get from the start line to the finish. Because there are elite runners that DNF, that do not finish. There are exceptional runners that toe the line and don't finish. So it's just an overwhelming thing to see and to experience. And after that, I was like, you know what? New York City Marathon on the bucket list. I'm getting that done come hella high water. That was 2012. 2015, I run my first marathon ever and it is the New York City Marathon. I was not 100% healthy. I just got cleared to run it a week prior to running it. And I decided, you know what? I put in a lot of work and effort. I am going to toe the start line and I am going to hit the finish line. That's all I can guarantee. And, oh, and that I'm going to have a great mother effing time. <laughs> I will enjoy the best block party on earth. And that's exactly what I did. And I had a blast. I had my friends, my family, um, following me all over the course, cheering me on. And it was just amazing. Like I had such a great time, but I was in 
pain, man. I was like, I can't do this shit again. <laughs> I can't do this shit again. But one of the things that I noticed overwhelmingly once I became a part of this marathon culture is that there are not a lot of runners that look like me. When I told the line, there's not a lot of runners that look like me. You know, we've had the benefit or, you know, those of us that are into marathon culture and into marathon running, we've had the benefit of having people look like us because the Africans dominate this distance. And that's been a small blessing without question because it's helpful to see someone who looks like you doing what you love to do or doing what you dare to do. So that's very helpful. But I've... I didn't have, or we didn't have, and we still don't have people that look like us from our country that are excelling in it, that are, you know, premier in it. And even though I knew that, and I knew that the lack of representation um, was hella problematic, that we in the New York City running urban running community were trying to do our part to... Um, to show face, to make sure that we were represented, um, to make sure that it wasn't a whitewashed sport anymore. At least, at least in our area and, and anywhere that we show up, you know, we travel to run, we show up everywhere. We always try to make sure that we provide representation. Um, but with all that being said, it's, I was still very cognizant of the fact that it made a difference to see us in this distance from this country on the national stage. And I knew that, or rather it was reinforced for me when Shalane won New York. I knew that it was a big deal when I seen Shalane win New York. It, I was like really overwhelmed, nearly brought to tears. It meant so much um, to watch an American win the distance on our soil. That was a big deal and definitely a turning point where I felt like it was that much more reinforced. It always been a thing since I started distance running, um, but it really became reinforced when I experienced the amount of emotion that I experienced to see my fellow countrymen or countrywoman, excuse me, win that race on our soil. And I'm like, damn, we didn't even have, (laughs) like, I can't think of a black woman, definitely not a black American. I can't think of a black American woman, excuse me, who has won the marathon. Like, I just can't. We've got a great sis um, that trains out of the Bronx. She trains up at Van Cortland. And her name is uh, Buzunesh. Diba, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing it right, but she was she was born in Ethiopia. Um, she's here now. She trains here. She is an elite marathoner, and that's always you know very helpful to see, especially because she trains locally. So kids get to see her. You know, other you know runners like myself get to see her, get to experience you know just being in an environment with someone who does this full time, and that makes such a difference. Um, but I'm always reminded when, whenever she races, whenever her story is told that she's Ethiopian born and it's like, okay, the Africans continue to dominate this distance. Again, 
I'm not mad about it because I'm always happy to see somebody who looks like me do really well. But I do know that it feels completely different to have someone who looks like me who was born and raised where I was born and raised to experience the, the struggles that I experienced to see them excel and succeed in endeavors that I dare to pursue. Um, so not having black women and black men who overwhelmingly dominate in the marathon distance the way we do in sprinting, man, that shit is a little bit of a blow. And we have weekends like this that really, man, this shit means so much because this is like where we all come together and I can't think of of all the marathons I've run in the various locations, Germany, um, Chicago, New York, Boston, London. I can't think of any major marathon where I see more representation than when I'm back home in New York City and the urban running community comes out. We come out and we show the fuck out. We we don't just cheer on our runners, we cheer on everybody, but more importantly, we make sure that we are seen. You will not miss us. You will not <laughs> you will not have the marathon experience and not know that people of color are loud, proud, and present like a motherfucker in this distance now. It is not just the speckle and it's not just oh the one black friend that runs with a bunch of white people. Nah, it ain't like that no more. We got whole ass crews all over the city. Um, and we line that course from beginning to end, making sure that we cheer our runners on, that we keep our runners supported. And more importantly, that we let the running community know as a whole that we're here now. We're here full throttle and we're just going to keep getting bigger, keep getting more visible, keep getting more prevalent. And as that happens, we are starting to develop some awesome, awesome talent that is starting to pivot in to the elite spaces. So there's a good sister in um, South Carolina. Her name is Shawana White. Um, on IG, she is at PeachRunner26.2. And she's the fourth fastest African-American born marathoner. She runs a 245.19. Sis is 39 years old. When I tell you sis be making me feel like garbage. <laughs> Because I'm 39 and I am struggling just to get back to bad, much less back to good. Um, but she keeps me so inspired. Um, she has such a humble demeanor and she's trying to qualify for Olympic trials for 2020. So I'm, I'm following her story and really, really rooting for her and hoping to see her toe the line. Um, and then in these like these amateur spaces that are starting to pivot into pro am, you know, so that it can pivot into pro. I think one of the most beautiful things I've seen um, representation-wise was Chicago 2018. I mean, I have a smile on my face just talking about it because it is one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. Um, Black Roses NYC showed up and showed the fuck out. Um, what Maddox did on that course, 
she ran a 302.20 and anybody that was there knows what I'm talking about. Like watching Maddox come past mile 19. Actually, yeah, I was like, I think when I seen her, I was at 19 um, or between 19 and 20. She still looked strong, damn near 20 miles in. Chest was high, shoulders back, braids back. Sis was serving us unapologetically swag on a thousand. And I was here for it. I mean, when I tell you I was damn near horse, <laughs> I was damn near horse five minutes into cheering just because like, soon as I got there, Maddox is probably like the second person that I caught that I came out to cheer for. And man, it was just, it was beautiful to see because normally the front of the pack is whitewashed. And when it isn't whitewashed, it's men. But sis was up there doing her goddamn thing and it was magnanimous. And then when you thought you couldn't even get more hype, when you thought you were already too hype, like you was like, girl, pass me my asthma pump. Get me a water, bitch. I need a seat because I'm worked the fuck up. Who comes right behind her like a goddamn gazelle? Goddamn Danny Mac. All hell Legatron. Looking amazing, looking regal, looking fucking just like she hadn't just run 19 miles. <laughs> she looked like she just got out of bed. Sis was, oh my God. If you don't follow her on, on Instagram, it's at Vexy Spice, V-E-X-Y-S-P-I-C-E. Just legs for days. And those legs came around that corner, flew past us. She was blowing kisses with those beautiful red Flojo nails. I mean, sis served us. She served us legs. She served us look. She served us braids. She served us nails. And she served us speed. And it was just beautiful to see these two sisters just at the front of the pack going the fuck off unapologetically. Bruh, I felt seen. And not just seen. Like, I felt seen, seen. Like, these aren't just women who look like me. These aren't just women of color. These aren't just women that were born here. These are women that I get to run with back home. These are women that I know. Um, Vexy in particular, like I know, know she's family. And it's to see greatness and be able to touch it. It was just another reminder of how important representation is. Because if representation meant that much to me as a grown-ass woman in that moment, imagine what it means to a child. You know, imagine what it means to someone who has never been encouraged, to someone who's never seen themselves in, in an imagery that is victorious, in an imagery that is successful. I mean, that was amazing. And that's really what... The marathon, in large scope, you know, if you ask a marathon, they'll always tell you it mirrors life. And it does. And, and this is one of the larger ways that it does mirror life. Representation matters so much. And while, you know, my diatribe today is about the marathon because it's runner's homecoming weekend and because I'm a runner, it's a, it's a conversation that translates beyond running, beyond just sports. You know, when I chose my specialty in law, I chose an area that 
I didn't see me represented. I chose tax law. It's an old white man's profession. You know, I, I didn't know a lot. And to this day, I don't know a lot of people of color in the tax law space. And most of the people I do know are people who were shooting in the gym with me and we're still few and far between. Like I can count us on what I think one hand. So, you know, representation matters in specific ways. Like we are short distance runners. Uh, we are basketball players. We are football players. Um, a couple of us may be, we may be rappers. You know, it, there's these pockets where we are expected to excel, but on the large scheme, we're often expected not to excel. So just remember that, like, it doesn't matter if you, you know, if you work in the medical profession in various ways, if you are in the legal profession, if you are in um, any of the aesthetic professions, you know, any of the beauty and healthcare professions, just, just remember that you just being present, you just being you, you, sis, you showing up and saying, I dared to be this motherfucking dope and I dare you try to ignore me means so much for somebody that you don't even know is watching. Representation matters. Sis, just remember every time you put on, you're putting on for all of us. And I don't say that in a way to burden us. I say that in a way to encourage us. I don't, I don't feel burdened when I'm the only person in the room that looks like me. I don't feel like I'm carrying the black torch. I feel like Y'all are so lucky that y'all even get to be around, you know, such a representative of the delegation. You're welcome. You will know we're dope as shit because I'm fitting to let you know. And in that, and in that way, I'm proud to be a representative in any small way that I can. I am not an elite runner or a pro-am runner by any stretch of the fucking imagination. Let's be clear. But I am a runner. And at this point, a fairly accomplished one. I've done things a lot of other people haven't done, you know, same in my professional space. And I'm proud, extremely proud um, to be a black woman born of this country that has accomplished the things that I that I have that I have and, and the things that I plan to accomplish while I still got 10 toes down on this earth. You know, those things inspire me. Those things make me proud. I'm always overwhelmed for some random reason. I don't think that people are watching, even though I know subconsciously someone's always watching. But when, you know, when someone who looks like me stops me or sends me a message and it's just like, sis, you inspired me, you motivated me, you know, I saw you doing and I was like, yo, sis could get it done. I can get it done. Shit like that keeps me going. Shit like that is hella inspiring and shit like that lets me know that I'm a part of the representation that matters. So whatever space you're in, sis, whatever circles you are navigating, wherever you are, just always dare to be dope because you might be the representation in that space that is unknowingly unlocking the door for more to follow. I am going to go get dressed, try to catch a run if these legs will hold me up. But I bid you adieu. Please follow the Instagram page. There's going to be plenty of content about representation, um, especially in this running space over the next couple of days. And um, yeah, until next time, you have a good one.